Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of the Sandoval Bench Podcast. A lot to get into for this week's episode. Uh, we had the NBA draft uh, this past week. Free agency has started. Uh, a lot of trades to go over and to recap. Uh, I think this is just going to be a strictly NBA podcast episode. Uh, you know, the day before the draft, actually, I'll start here. Uh, Clay, Clay Thompson uh, got injured. Uh, his on his uh, he tore his Achilles uh, the day before the draft. Uh, he was working out in L.A. playing pickup basketball, um, and he needed help off the court. So uh, that was confirmed uh, the day after the draft. And you know that's a, obviously a devastating blow for the NBA and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know the the Golden State Warriors were coming back fully healthy. And then uh, they ended up drafting James Wiseman out of Memphis with the uh, number two overall pick, which I'll get into in a minute. Uh, but, you know, this was this was looking like a good season uh, for the Warriors. You had Draymond, um, you know, coming back after, after hopefully resting and stuff since he was the only player pretty much out there uh, this season. Steph Curry's uh, coming back healthy as well after he missed some games with his uh, hand injury. And then, um, you know, Clay Thompson coming back from that ACL tear. Um, but, you know, I think they were going to compete for the, the top four spot in the West. Um, and then, you know, you have Andrew Wiggins. And then depending on, on that James Wiseman pick. <clears throat> so, you know, the Warriors had to make some moves. They had that uh, $17.5 million trade exception uh, when they traded Andre Guadalla to the Miami Heat. Um, so... You know, I was we were expecting them to use it. Uh, the ownership group uh, gave the go-ahead to use that, but now uh, with the trade, they're going to go into the um, into the luxury tax even more so. Uh, so I think they're going to end up paying eighty-two million dollars. Uh, they did make a move for Kelly Oubre Jr. He was most recently with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, I I thought that was a smart pickup because he you know he is a young guy um out of kansas he's a good two-way player he averaged 18 points per game for phoenix um he can play some defense he's not clay thompson obviously but he can stretch the floor um you know for for steph curry and um you know wiggins and stuff like that so i think it's a nice pickup it can hopefully you know that uh he can be competitive and fit in that lineup with those guys and I, I think he can i think he can because you know they need they needed a two-way player there uh but with that trade they're going to absorb his yearly salary and then um they're going to get into the luxury tax over uh to 82 million dollars so that's how much they'll be paying not him specifically but with the luxury tax and then uh his yearly salary as well uh but i, I think that was a good pickup so then you have him you have james wiseman they just got from Memphis, who only played three games. Um, you know, we saw him. I saw him against Oregon early in the season, but then he had uh, those NCAA violations, so they uh, suspended him, and then he he ended up leaving, and we never saw him after that. Um, so then, yeah, you got uh, Draymond, and then you have some of these young guys. Um, you got Andrew Wiggins. They brought back Kent Bazemore, and then they drafted. Um, another guy, Nico Mannion, out of Arizona. Uh, but you know those young guys—they they did improve a lot um, last year when when Steph went down. They got a lot more playing time, so they're kind of thrown in everything. 
Um, so I think this team actually with that uh, with that addition of Kelly Oubre, I think they can they can mess around, maybe get a, a six or seven seed. I think they'll still be competitive. Obviously, they won't uh, be as competitive with with Clay Thompson, but you know I think the Lakers, uh, you know the, the Lakers had to probably compete with the Warriors this year for um, for one of the top spots. I think uh, when they had Clay Thompson, you know I didn't think they were going to be favored to win anything, but um, you bring all those guys back, then you know they'll be competitive. So without that, I think um, yeah. Six seed maybe tops if everything comes together and there's no injuries and if James Wiseman develops, you know Draymond Green's gonna have to really coach him on the floor most of the time because he hasn't. I mean he he hasn't played really organized basketball in what a couple years or so because he played those three games at Memphis and then you know he left and now he's just playing random like open gyms and stuff so. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, but just uh, a devastating injury uh, for NBA fans and Klay Thompson fans because everyone loves Klay Thompson and uh, he's a great player. And I just I missed watching him this last year. Now I got to wait another year uh, to see him play again for the Warriors. But by that time, you know he's going to be 32, and we'll see how uh, he recovers from that because he just came back from a torn ACL. Now he's got to be his Achilles, and you know he's. He's just uh, he's a great defender too, so we'll see how his his body's able to recover and see if he he trusts his body because you know how it is with those types of injuries you don't know, you know I know modern medicine is a lot more advanced and people can uh, recover better from from injuries like that but you never know it's something to keep our eye on for sure but it definitely uh, closes the window a bit for the Golden State Warriors in winning championships you know Steph I think he's 32 maybe 33 now, and Draymond's definitely not as as good of a player as he was a couple years ago. You know, he's still effective, I think, and last year I don't think he was playing 110% like he usually does uh, just because he knew they weren't going anywhere, so it was just more about the development of the young players. But, um, you know, again, depending on how this how Clay comes back from this, you know, I think after that, you know, they're in their early 30s, and, you know, that... that shortens their their window there for uh for winning championships but you know it all kind of depends on on Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman actually you know if Andrew Wiggins could be that dude that people thought he was coming out of Kansas then I think that can that can lengthen their quote-unquote dynasty there and then if James Wiseman is you know lives up to be the number two pick then you know it's fine you know they can play Steph Clay and Draymond can play until you know it's ready to hang it up, and then um, then they can hand over the keys to the to the franchise to James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins. But you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Andrew Wiggins right now. But he has he has room to grow, and he could definitely be a reliable uh, three four guy. You know if he um, stays consistent with his shot. So recap in the draft, um, you know we uh, we talked about the different players that could be picked. Uh, we had. We had the Timberwolves. They had the number one overall pick. There was some talks about uh, possibly trading that pick. Um, they went with Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. They figured he might be the most complete guard. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of the obvious pick for them because uh, he can't go James Wiseman since you already have uh, Carl Anthony Towns there. You don't want to go two bigs uh, in the modern NBA. Uh, number two, 
Uh, the Warriors went with James Wiseman, as we discussed earlier. And I thought James Wiseman was uh, the safer pick than LaMelo Ball. And it was rumored that LaMelo Ball would uh, get drafted, especially with the Clay Thompson news before the draft. Uh, people didn't know if it was uh, Achilles or what, or if he was going to be out for the whole year. So they were thinking, like, maybe the Warriors try to pivot and then they draft LaMelo or not. Uh, but they ended up going to uh, Wiseman, uh, who apparently was number one on their board anyway. Um, so a little safer than LaMelo because Melo is pretty risky. But, I mean, Wiseman has only played three games. Um, he only played three in college, but, you know, we'll see. I think I think he could be good for them. He can spread the floor. He's not your typical big, but, um, you know, you don't see – bigs be drafted this high anymore um and then the hornets we talked about this on the last episode uh they ended up taking Lamelo ball because uh, you know they were interested in trading for russell westbrook uh which might not happen now because uh they were saying if if the warriors or the timberwolves drafted Lamelo, that uh they would try to trade for for um, russell westbrook to try to get big name get some some eyes on them because you know the hornets like no one no one really cares to watch him or do anything really, but uh, I thought that was a good pick for Charlotte because uh, you know they got to get some talent there. Um, they also signed uh, Gordon Hayward uh, for a pretty big contract there, which you know a lot of people were uh, were you know questioning that decision, questioning Michael Jordan. But who are you going to get to play for Charlotte, right? Like who's going to go to Charlotte? You got to overpay someone. And uh, Michael Jordan had to personally call Gordon Hayward to close that deal. Um, but, you know, that's a good locker room guy, good veteran guy to hopefully, um, you know, lead the, lead LaMelo on the right path. Number four was uh, the Chicago Bulls, which was a weird pick. They picked Patrick Williams. I didn't even know who that guy was, but I heard, I thought I saw that he has never even started a game in college basketball. He was like their sixth man. And he went that high to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure what Chicago's doing there, but I don't know because they were also talking about uh, trading Levine. That hasn't happened yet, but um, there's some interest there. And then let's see, number five, Cavaliers took Isaac Okoro. I didn't watch much of him, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the Hawks took at number six. Onyeka Onkungu, uh, he's from USC. He's he's gonna be good for them. I like what the Hawks did actually uh, in the draft and um, for their signings and trades and stuff. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, but he was actually a teammate of Lamelo Ball uh, in high school. Number seven, the Pistons got uh, Killing Hayes. Number eight, the Knicks uh, got Obi Toppin from Dayton. Uh, he's also from New York. Uh, Thought that was a good pick. Uh, they were trying to get him. They thought they would try to um, have to trade up to get him, uh, but luckily they fell to him. So hopefully this is the answer. Him and R.J. Barrett are the answer for the New York Knicks there. Is Frank Nick Latina still there? Remember him? I don't know. He hasn't done much. Uh, the Wizards at number 9 got Denny Avdija. Uh, the Suns at number 10, Jalen Smith. The Spurs uh, number 11, Devin Vassell, Kings, Tyrese, Halliburton. That's a good pick. Watched a little bit of him. Uh, the Pelicans, Kira Lewis Jr. 
Number 14, Aaron Neesmith from the Celtics. Um, and then Magic drafting Cole Anthony from North Carolina. Number 15, the season was cut short due to injury, but, you know, I'd, I mean, who knows? He, he might be pretty good there. But Magic, I mean, they, they don't have a whole lot going on right now besides Aaron Gordon, who was also uh, rumored to be in, um, in some trade talks there as well. And then rest of the draft, a lot of these guys are, you know, some people I haven't even watched play. Um, you know, I think part of that was due to the uh, the pandemic kind of shutting down the tournament because that's when all these guys are showcased, right? Is March Madness, but we didn't. Everything kind of got cut short. So some of these guys, you know, some of these we may not even have seen. Um, you know, I like what the the Nuggets did. I'm gonna skip ahead here. Uh, the Bucks drafted uh, R.J. Hampton. He was a, a top recruit. Uh, coming out of high school and decided to skip college and then go to uh, Australia. And he was still regarded as one of the top players. The Bucks drafted him, and then they traded him to the Nuggets. So the Nuggets were able to get him um, in that draft after that trade, which is great because uh, the Nuggets, they're, just, they're a deep team. They're going to be rebuilding, or not rebuilding, but uh, building off of their uh, most recent playoff uh, successes in the last couple of years. They haven't been in the finals, but I think they're they're taking the next step, next step, and they will uh, go to the finals within a couple of years, I believe. So, um, and then uh, the Celtics at number twenty six, they got uh, Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon. He's from West Lynn. Uh, he's a scrappy guard. He can shoot. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, and he plays he plays hard, which is good. And I think he'll fit in with Boston. Um, so I like that pick. So this wasn't a a good draft like it was last year with um, you know for sure good picks in, in Zion Williamson and and John Morant. You know those guys are going to be great. These you know a lot of you know some of these players could be uh, could be good players, uh, but there's no for sure draft selection here. I don't think. Um, you know, I guess you if you look at the top of the draft, you know, Anthony Edwards has some upside, but, you know, he's got to get um, a more consistent jumper. Obi Toppin, I liked him when he was at Dayton. Uh, got to get become a better defender, be a little more versatile. But, um, you know, there there's some uh, quality players that can be become all-stars. I don't know who's going to be a Hall of Famer if anyone is, uh, or superstars or anything like that. Um, I mean, the only one who really has, uh, who's kind of has a recognizable name and, and the star quality right now is LaMelo Ball. But that's only because his dad, you know, was talking him up forever. And because, you know, his brother was already in, is already in the NBA. And they had that Facebook show and stuff. So he's already kind of taking care of that branding, even though he's played all overseas and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see. You know, I always like to give it five to seven years before we could actually revisit a draft and, and see how players um, have panned out with their uh, respective teams. So um, moving on to the offseason and uh, a lot of these trades and free agent signings, a little bit of an update on uh, James Harden request for a trade and Russell Westbrook. Look, the Rockets, they're not going to – I thought i thought they were just going to just gonna go for it, you know, but they feel like they don't have to trade Russell Westbrook or James Harden right away. James Harden has a couple of years left on his deal, actually. So the Rockets do have leverage. Um, they can try to make it work with him. They did sign uh, DeMarcus Cousins to a one-year contract. Apparently in his workout, he looked hungry as ever. 
He looked like he was in shape and he's he's ready to play. I mean, we'll see. That's a lot different than how they've been playing. Um, I'm not sure how uh, Paul Silas is, uh, or no, not Paul Silas, Stephen Silas. Sorry, Stephen Silas's offense is gonna is gonna flow, uh, but there's no real trade partner for Russell Westbrook at this time. Um, you know, he did play well with with Harden last year, and then you know um, when they got in the bubble, he had that bubble. He had that COVID issue and then wasn't able to really get back. Um, so Harden is just trying hard to get, no pun intended, trying hard to get traded to the Nets. But the Rockets are like, well, you know, we don't have to do that. And honestly, there's there's word that they would want either Kevin Durant, which the Nets are going to trade, um, or Kyrie Irving in return. They'd have to get an all-star caliber player like that in return. Um, I, would just, I would just take a bunch of picks and... Um, all the rest of the guys except Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving, but that's what I would do. Uh, but I th- it looks like Houston's going to hold on to both Westbrook and Harden for this year. Um, I don't know how good they'll be, but I know they're both going to play because if they don't, and they sit out, then they're not going to get paid. So <clears throat> I think they'll play, and they'll I think they'll still make the playoffs because you still have Harden and Westbrook, and um, they're better than most players on most nights so we'll see um and then uh john wall has reportedly requested for a trade from washington because he was being uh talked about in in trade discussions with um with the rockets for russell westbrook which i don't know if that's true or not but i mean john wall has no leverage whatsoever he hasn't played in two years and he still has two years remaining on his contract and it's a fat contract too i think he's going to be making i don't I haven't looked this up but i think it's like 40 million or so in the next couple of years he's going to be making and hasn't played in two years so we don't really know how, how he's going to be as a basketball player so i mean no one's going to take that contract on i don't even know where he would go so he's not going to get traded he's going to stay there uh, but he didn't like his name being brought up in trade discussions which i mean i don't know it's fair that your name is being brought up because you have a you have a bad contract, two years left. You haven't played in two years, you know. Of course, the the Wizards are going to try to trade you, see if anyone might be interested in taking on that contract, because um, they need to free up some space to try to get Bradley Beal some help. Uh, I don't think John Wall is going to be moving though. Um, I mean, the only one that made sense, I guess, uh, money wise, was uh, John Wall for Russell Westbrook. Uh, but that doesn't look like it's happening either. The Bucks made some trades. Uh, they acquired Drew Holiday uh, from the Pelicans. He's the best defensive point guard in the NBA. Um, and and you know a lot of executives are looking at this as a uh, as a way of uh, Milwaukee front office to try to keep Giannis because uh, he's entering, I think, year two of his contract or the second last year, so he can. He can still he still has two years left, so they're thinking that next year if he did want to leave, he would demand a trade. Uh, but now they got him some help, and they got rid of Eric Bledsoe, and uh, so they got Drew Holiday. And then there was another trade that they were making. They made a move for uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings. And they, you know, they were putting a, a nice little team together there, but then uh, that got shut down because uh, Bogdan he didn't want to um, 
play for Milwaukee, which is weird because you have you have the MVP and Giannis, and you were the number one seed in the East, and you go from Sacramento where you're just in the dumpster. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to be traded to the best team in the East. Um, and then there was some interest where so he shut that down, and there was some interest uh, with Atlanta, um, and so Atlanta offered him a contract, and uh, the the Kings actually have a have an opportunity to match that, and then he would stay with the Kings. But you know, I like what the Bucks did. I like what they were trying to do. They don't really have a real number two guy. Drew Holiday is like more of a three guy. You know, he's a good uh, good defender. He's a smart basketball player, good locker room guy. Just overall good dude. Everyone loves Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday. But if I'm Milwaukee, I need a, a, a player in... I need a number two guy who can get me a bucket when Giannis is just struggling, when the defense, like the Miami Heat did, when he, he's inside, they just swarm him. And he's got he's to gotta hit people outside. You can't, I feel like you can't really rely on Chris Middleton like that. You know, when uh, Giannis was fouled out, Chris Middleton, he just showed up, you know, and, and had great games without Giannis. And Drew Holiday, he could get you a good bucket, but I I just, I want a number two I can, I can really count on to take over the offense. I want to be able to run the offense through this number two, and I feel like you can't do that with the Chris Middleton or even Bogdan if he had accepted the trade to Milwaukee, and I don't think you could do that with a Drew Holiday. But I will say this on Drew Holiday. Remember what Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis did to uh, the number three seed Blazers a couple years ago in the playoffs. They swept them. Drew Holiday shut down Damian Lillard, They and the Blazers couldn't match up um, with Anthony Davis in the pick and roll with, with Drew Holiday. So I think that'll definitely help uh, Giannis. And then their style of play, I think that'll definitely free up some um, some easy baskets for him, and I think people will definitely have a hard time um, matching up with them that way. I would have loved to see him go somewhere uh, like a Denver or, or even Golden State or somewhere like that, um, you know, to to guard um, those really lethal guards in the West. But you know, I think uh, he definitely makes the the Milwaukee Bucks better. Milwaukee still has to make some moves though. They gotta they gotta find a way to get um, get some better shooters there too, and uh, and get Giannis some help. So I also want to talk about the Clippers. I think they've had a bad, bad offseason. Um, you know, I, I, I had mentioned some some trade rumors and uh, possibilities for them to make. Uh, they had, I didn't even know Montrezl Harrell was a free agent. He was a sixth man of the year winner this past year. And he just, he signed with the Lakers. He signed the Lakers for a two-year, $19 million deal. And he said, apparently, that he guessed the Clippers didn't want him because they didn't offer him a contract. Like, that's crazy to me, man. He was so good with that um, with that Clippers team, and I think they they messed up by not bringing him back. Um, they were in talks. They were apparently the front runner to sign Rajon Rondo, and that's where he wanted to go. He wanted to go with the Clippers. He ended up signing a bigger deal with um, with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, who they're they have become a really deep team. Which, like I said again, I'll, I'll get into here in a bit, um, and then. The Clippers turn around and they sign Marcus Morris to a four-year, sixty-four million dollar deal. So I don't, I don't see how that's that's going to help them. You know, he's a good player, but I, I don't know. You got to make another move there. Uh, but they did bring in uh, Serge Ibaka on a two-year, nineteen million dollar deal, the same amount of money 
that Montrez Harrell got. And would you rather have Serge Ibaka or Montrez Harrell? I don't know. That's a. I think I'd rather have Montrez the way he fit with that team. But Serge Ibaka is a better defender. Um, so I, I think that's maybe that's what they were looking at. He stretches the floor a little bit. You know, he can shoot better than Montrez can. So I think they replaced uh, Montrez Harrell pretty well with Serge Ibaka. Uh, but they, they still need a point guard, uh, an old school, you know, like, like a Chris Paul, someone who can set set the table for everyone and set some plays up and, and get people the ball when they need it. Patrick Beverly is not really that guy. He's a good defender good energy guy but they needed someone like Rondo or Chris Paul and uh, Kawhi Leonard was recruiting both of them um, and then Chris Paul got traded to the Suns and uh, Rondo took more money for the Hawks because he, he already has two championships so I think he's set there he wanted to get the money um, while he can uh, but I, I think the Clippers are still still going to make another move try to get a point guard I mean I don't even know who else is out there right now So then the Lakers signing Montrez Harrell. They also brought in Marcus Saul uh, for a two-year, uh, $5.3 million deal. They're re-signed. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, three-year, $40 million. You know, he actually played well in the bubble and down the stretch. He uh, he was a good player. They got rid of Danny Green, you know, after they he missed that three-pointer uh, that was going to potentially win the series. They're just like, all right, we're done with you. Uh, they lost Rajon Rondo, but that's why they traded for Dennis Schroeder um, out of, uh, from Oklahoma City. He was actually the runner-up for the Sixth Man of the Year award, so they have the Sixth Man and then the Sixth Man runner-up. And then uh, they also re-signed Markeith Morris uh, to a um, one-year veteran minimum contract. And they also brought in Wesley Matthews, which I like, a uh, 3 and D guy there. Uh, last played with Milwaukee. Um, so, you know, the the reigning champions, they got a lot better. You know, Anthony Davis hasn't re-signed, but he wanted to, to uh, look at the roster before signing um, based on, on contract length and stuff like that. And they did have to trade JaVale McGee to New York uh, to make the money work for the other deals. Uh, Dwight Howard, he tweeted, is going to re-sign with uh, the Lakers. But then de deleted the, the tweet and then signed with uh, the 76ers for one-year minimum. Uh, but I think uh, apparently they hadn't offered him anything. Um, so, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because um, they, they got better and they you know they lost a couple, couple bigs. They did lose some shot blocking and rim protection there. But uh, that's all right. So, want to touch on... The Atlanta Hawks. So they are close to acquiring uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, as we discussed earlier, depending on if the Kings sign um, the offer sheet or not and match it. They did draft um, Onika Onkongwu. There you go. I think I got it. Uh, from USC. They signed Rajon Rondo. They traded for Tony Snell. They still have Trey Young, Cam Reddish, Skylar Mays. DeAndre Hunter, uh, Kevin Warder, and then uh, John Collins. John Collins might uh, see a, a decrease in, in minutes there. And they still have Clint Capella. And then they just actually signed uh, Danilo 
Gallinari, uh, who just he was just with the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder last season, and then they brought in Chris Dunn, uh, who was just with Chicago. He's a great defender, uh, so you know he'll be able to help out with uh, with Trey Young's inability to defend. But that's a that's a good young deep roster right there. It's a good lineup. I um I don't I don't want to say that they're gonna make the playoffs right away. You know, they have the potential to if uh, Gallinari, if he stays healthy, you know, he's had a lot of a lot of injuries over the, his career. And, he, you know, he's only 32, but when he's on, he's on. He's a good, smart player. And, you know, with this, with these additions and, and the way that they drafted, Trey Young doesn't need to shoot the ball 35 times, take all these deep threes. You know, they can play smart basketball. They got to move the ball. Uh, but, you know, they have some, some guys that could defend, and they got some guys that can that can score, and I think it just all depends on on how they use that rotation. Um, but but it's definitely a deep team, interesting team uh, for me in the East, especially with some other teams taking a step back. Uh, but I don't want to. I'll we'll do a, I'll do another podcast like before the season starts, and I'll, I'll give my predictions of where I think teams are going to finish um, in the standings and and who's going to win the championship and all that. All that good stuff. Um, another team I liked, uh, what they did was Portland. They did, they did a lot of kind of under-the-radar moves, but um, made some smart moves. They brought Carmelo Anthony back, uh, you know, who he played really well for them in the bubble, had a little bit of resurgence there. Um, you know, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum had some trust in him as well. Um, and then, you know, they... They brought back uh, Rodney Hood, who they lost to torn ACL uh, last season. Then they actually traded for Enos Cantor. He was just with the Celtics, but he was with the Blazers during that playoff run, but only played like 23 or 30 games, something like that. But uh, he played well for them, and he played with like he dislocated his shoulder. He was really putting it all out on the court for them. Um, and, you know, the fans loved uh, Enos, and I know he liked the city of Portland and a uh, good locker room guy. Um, Great score in the low post and stuff, a good rebounder. And then they also uh, they got uh, Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. You know he's an athletic, uh, athletic player. You know he's only twenty three, he's still young, uh, but he's really good in that pick and roll and those lobs too. Uh, down low, they still have Nurk, and they still have CJ and Dame. And then um, they they did sign uh, Harry Giles. He was. Uh, He's a young center. He used to play for uh, the Kings, but you know had some um, some injury issues. But you know he could be a, a backup. Like they have a lot of bigs there in Portland, but um, you know it's a, a low risk, high reward type of deal there that uh, that Portland made. Uh, my favorite move that they made though uh, was trading for Robert Covington. Uh, he was just with the Rockets, but he's a great defender and he could help offensively too. He has a good three point shot. Um, I think that'll definitely help the Blazers. This is like probably one of the deepest teams that Damian Lillard has had um, since Marcus Aldridge left for San Antonio. Uh, but I think you know, given what with the talent that they had uh, this past playoff run, I think with this team a lot deeper. You got a healthy Rodney Hood. He could help off the bench. You got Enos Cantor back. You got Robert Covington who can help defensively which is great. You still got Nurk. He's going to be healthy. Zach Collins, I think, is going to come back in January. Still got Carmelo Anthony and uh, a lot of those young guys there um, from the recent drafts. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Portland's going to be a top three 
top three seed. I have no problem saying that right now. I think they're going to be a top three in the West uh, this coming season. Denver will be up there somewhere too, but uh, we'll get into that uh, in another podcast. Uh, let's see what other moves were made. Avery Bradley uh, signed a two-year deal with the Miami Heat, uh, which is big. You know, I, he's a good defender, um, and I think he'll he'll fit that Miami Heat culture for sure because they did lose Jay Crowder uh, to the Phoenix Suns on a three-year, $30 million deal, I, I think it was. Um, but yeah, good move uh, for Miami, I think. Um, and then also a, a great move. I love that move for uh, for Phoenix. And Phoenix is building a pretty good roster there. Um, I think, uh, like I said in the last podcast, I think they're going to be pushing for that, that playoff spot. Uh, Jermichael Green, the, the Clippers also lost him. They lost some, some depth there off the bench. He went with uh, Denver. Denver, they just keep adding to their roster. Um, they make smart moves. They got a lot of players you can switch there too. Um, I know a lot. Talk a lot about Denver too. I like their I like their roster. I like the moves that they make. Uh, Jordan Clarkson resigned with the Jazz, four year, fifty two million. Oh, it's a big contract there. Um, brought this up earlier. Kent Bazemore uh, signed with the the Warriors. Uh, he started his career there. Has a close relationship with Steph Curry. And those guys, he actually, he was a reason that uh, Steph Curry signed with uh, Under Armour for a shoe deal. So, good relationship to have there. Tristan Thompson signed a two-year deal with, with Boston, which is interesting. Um, you know, they actually haven't had a guy who averaged uh, 10 rebounds in a season. And I forget how long, but it's been a really long time since they've had a guy like uh, Tristan Thompson who can rebound and defend like that and he can switch on. On some guards, not everyone, but um, but he that's a good pickup for them. Because then they they did lose um, Gordon Hayward, like I talked about. Because um, Gordon Hayward, I mean, you know, since that that freak injury he had in his first game uh, with the with the Celtics, where he like his his ankle was sticking out, he just landed awkwardly, and you know he never had. Um, really the chance to, to live up to that contract. You know, him and Kyrie were friends, and then he uh, brought Kyrie there, and then, you know, his his coach, Brad Stevens, coached him um, at Butler. You know, so there was a relationship there, uh, but then, you know, he was brought in to be the number one guy. Then he kind of fell off because, uh, um, you know, these other guys like Kyrie came in to be the dude, and then uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they became better players than they were because they were pretty young when he when he came in. And, you know, so he just kind of fell out of the rotation. And apparently he felt betrayed Then he wanted to go to Indiana uh, with the Pacers. And they had a, tra- a trade in place. And then uh, the Knicks offered him a deal and he re- rejected it. Then he ended up going to Charlotte. I don't know. His career, is just, he's just kind of fallen off. But... You know, he, he was still pretty productive uh, last year with the Celtics when he played. He just has um, a lot of injuries now. But, you know, even being the fourth guy, he, he had limited opportunities for shots and stuff. But, you know, he had a pretty good percentage. And um, I think he's a good locker room guy. He's just trying to find his place now. His career kind of fell off track. You know, he, he kind of had it made there in Utah and then uh, decided to go to Boston. And, um, and then now he's just trying to find his footing and trying to find a home now. Um, so we'll see how, how Charlotte works out for him. Um, any other big moves here? Nuggets re-signed Paul Millsap. He's probably going to retire after this year. It's kind of up there. Um, 
Jeremy Grant, they did a sign-and-trade. Um, the Pistons did to acquire him three, three years, 60 million. I don't know what the Pistons are doing. Because uh, then they also let go uh, Christian Wood, the center. He's He's been pretty good. He's a young guy there. He he signed with the Rockets, though, which is kind of weird because the Rockets just uh, signed DeMarcus Cousins. I guess DeMarcus is going to be their number their, their backup center. Because, I mean, Christian Wood's a better... He's a better center, but DeMarcus is a big name, so I don't know what they're what they're going to do there. I don't know what Houston's doing. I guess they're just going to throw out their same guys there, um, and hopefully everyone sticks there. Oh, speaking of the Rockets, um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but the um, the the Warriors do get a an injury injured player exception, so they get like they get a, a salary that they can they can acquire another player because they got an injured player who's missing the whole year i think it's worth 9.3 million dollars this is something to keep an eye on because i think that they might try to acquire uh, pj tucker from the rockets and they can absorb his contract and they have that amount to offer him um that would be a great pickup because that guy he's he's a great defender um and him and him and Draymond kind of play the same role so they can they can kind of switch off or they got both of them in there and, and really lock down lock um, guys up on the other other teams, but something to keep an eye on. And I don't think they're gonna the the Warriors are gonna use it right away. I think they're gonna wait and see how as the season progresses to see uh, who they should use on. But PJ Tucker, this guy should keep an eye on. Um, Joe Harris, um, three point champion, right there in the in the All Star Weekend contest. He re-signed with the Nets. Uh, let's see what else we got. Fred Van Vliet, uh, that was a good one. Uh, he re-signed with the Raptors for four years, $85 million. And then there was some Supermaxes handed out. Uh, Brandon Ingram got a Supermax. Uh, Donovan Mitchell got a Supermax. Uh, who else? Jason Tatum got a Supermax. And then um, De uh, De'Aaron Fox, the Kings, got a Supermax. And I believe that was it. Steven Adams was uh he got extended with the Pelicans. He was part of that um that Drew Holiday trade. Those are, that ended up being a four team deal. And these Supermax, they you know, they were just handing them out cuz they got to they got to keep these players when they can before people start demanding trades. And then, you know, when someone demands a trade and there's more time left on their deal than just one year, then the team has the leverage when it's in the final year. And the player has all the the leverage there. Um, oh, just got some breaking news here from uh, Sports Center. Uh, so the Kings have declined to match the Atlanta Hawks' four-year, seventy-two million dollar offer sheet for restricted free agent Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, so that means he's going to sign with the Atlanta Hawks. So the Hawks add Bogdan, and like I said, there's uh, a deep, deep team there. Um, yeah, that's a good move by the Hawks. I like that. Sacramento, just I don't know what Sacramento's planning to do because uh, Buddy healed. He thinks he's better than he is. He's he had requested a trade like last year and had some some beefs with uh, with Luke Walton. So I don't I don't really know where they're going. They did just yeah they gave a super max to uh, De'Aaron Fox. So maybe they didn't have enough money for uh, Bogdan's uh, 72, 72 million right there. Um, but yeah, good move by Atlanta. 
Um, I think that was all pretty much all the free agency moves. Let me check if there's any other news that just popped up recently. Uh, nope. I think that was it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of college football going on right now. Um, we're trying to. A lot of cancellations of games. I know I've talked about college sports at all uh, this past uh, episodes, but, you know, it's... I don't think college sports have a real plan. Like, they've just been canceling a bunch of games because they get tested. Like, they're trying to... Basketball, they're just trying to move a bunch of games back. A bunch of games have gotten canceled this weekend, and then football games are just getting postponed. And I think they're just trying to slog through the, the games to try to get as many uh, viewers as they can. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see how it works. I, I've, I've watched a couple games, and I haven't really been too focused on it. I just This is kind of a throwaway year um for college sports in my opinion you know you had uh trevor lawrence the, probably the number one overall pick uh then the upcoming out nfl draft he had covid so he was out a couple games but i mean not much else has happened uh holidays are coming up so i hope uh you guys aren't traveling because uh, you know there's all these restrictions and and they say um there's there's limitations here in oregon i think you can only have six people in a household from two different households under under one roof for thanksgiving and we could actually call the cops here on our neighbors and have them have them fucking cited or something but um i mean you guys should be smarter already by now you know and, and know that this is real and uh if you do travel cross country or something go to thanksgiving with a lot of people there if there's you have 20 30 people there five of you will probably be dead so you can make that decision if you want to do that um, if, if you, if you can live with that guilt about potentially killing a family member, then that's on you. Um, but I am, I'm just going to have Thanksgiving at my house and I'm not going to see anyone, but, um, yeah, I already got my tree up and everything. You know, I, I bought it last week. I was fucking excited. I went, I couldn't find them anywhere, but I, I found one. And then, uh, Jesse and I, my girlfriend, we had some hot butter rum and, and decorated the tree couldn't find any Christmas movies on. You know, that, that pisses me off. I, I have Xfinity. I was trying to watch Bad Santa or Elf or something. And all these damn movies, these old Christmas movies that I've seen so many times. Xfinity's trying to charge me $5.99 to rent those motherfuckers, man. And so I refused. I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Um, I ended up watching Bad Moms 2 Christmas movie, whatever. Because there, like, no, there was no free... Christmas movies that I wanted to watch on Netflix or HBO Max or fucking Amazon or or even on on TV. There's nothing on TV. I just I'm just upset with that. I'm gonna have to go buy a a, a physical copy of of Bad Santa. That's my favorite Christmas movie. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I was pretty bummed about that. But but I got my tree. I'm all ready for the holidays. I bought my turkey. It's already thawed and everything is ready to go. Um, and I bought two pumpkin pies so I can eat my first one the week before Thanksgiving. And then the second one I can eat the day of Thanksgiving. So I planned it out accordingly because pumpkin pie is my favorite pie. Um, but hope you guys have a good holiday and, uh, thanks for listening and, um, yeah, don't get people sick and don't die. So thanks for listening.